Welcome to the Chapel Grove Church Podcast, the Bible-centered show that focuses on searching the scriptures to find answers to common spiritual questions. To learn more, go to chapelgrovechurch.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today I'm excited to be talking to Marcus Reppert. So I got to hear Marcus speak on A Tale of Two Pharaohs recently. I want to ask him a, a different question, but if you're ever interested in in uh, hearing that, we have that up on the website. You can go check out his his talk that he gave on that. But the question I want to ask you today is: a lot of people uh, in the in the religious world they they want to be saved by the thief on, like the thief on the cross. And I wonder what your thoughts are. What does the Bible say about that? What well, is inevitable? It seems like when you talk to a lot of folks with a denominational background, often when you talk about what to do to be saved, and the fact that the Bible teaches that we must be baptized for the remission of our sins. You know, we read that in Acts 2.38. That was Peter's response. Acts 22.16, the response of uh, to uh, Saul of Tarsus was arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. And when we begin to teach that, it seems that that's often a stumbling block. And folks will, again, almost inevitably say, well, what about the thief on the cross? The thief on the cross was saved and he wasn't baptized. And there's a lot of different things that we can say in response to that. But I think one of the most simple answers that we can we can look to, and one of the most simple passages to answer that question, can you be saved like the thief on the cross, is Romans 10, 9 and 10. And that's a passage that most people know very well, and most people often quote, and we believe. And so, you know, when we think about, can you be saved like the thief on the cross today, under the Crispin dispensation on this side of the cross, are the requirements different? Well, I think Romans 10, 9 and 10 makes it clear that we are, it is different on this side of the cross. Paul says there in Romans 10 and 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what does Paul say there? To be saved We must confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, which I believe the thief did. But then we've got to believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And my question to those folks is, did the thief believe that? Did the thief believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Well, of course not. He couldn't. Yeah. Because it hadn't happened yet. So you can't be saved like the thief on the cross because we have to believe in the resurrection today. And that wasn't a requirement because Jesus hadn't died. We were on the other side of the cross. It hadn't even happened yet. So that's not an example today for us on this side of the cross to be saved, but very simply because we have to believe in the resurrection. And, and I think everyone believes that and understands that. And it's not, it wasn't possible for the thief to believe that. That's a really fantastic answer. And I don't know that I've looked at that passage in that way to really get that answer out. So one one quick follow-up question then, when I look at that verse then, and you talk about what you must believe, if I back up and I'm again in those shoes of the person thinking, can I be saved like the thief on the cross? Another follow-up question I might have is that, well, okay, well, does that just one additional thing that I need to believe? Is, is it just a matter of believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and now also believing in the, in the resurrection? Is that what that verse is saying? So now all I need to do is believe this additional fact or or is there anything else? Well, certainly we have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We have to believe in the resurrection. Um, But as we know, our faith leads us to other things. We've got to repent. You know, that's what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Those individuals certainly believed. They were cut to the heart. He knew when he preached about Jesus, uh, he was 
they were convinced that Jesus was the Son of God, the promised Messiah, as he quoted there uh, in Acts, the second chapter from the Old Testament, to prove that fact to them. So he knew that they believed. So then in response to that belief, he taught them what they lacked, and they lacked repentance. They had to change their mind, and they had to conform their mind to the teachings of the New Testament. And so then you become that new creation. And of course, that culminates in the fact that we are baptized and that's when we contact the blood of Jesus. That's another misconception. People say, well, you all believe the water washes away your sins. Uh, well, it's, it's the blood of Jesus that washes away your sins. The question is not what, but it's when. When does mm. the blood of Jesus wash away our sins? And it's when we're baptized. And that's the point Peter was making in Acts 2.38. So certainly, uh, once we do that, then we've obeyed the gospel. And if you continue on in Romans, the 10th chapter, uh, Paul talks about the fact that they've not all obeyed the gospel, and that's that's uh, biblical language, and that's something that we must do. We got to act upon that belief in repentance, confession, as we mentioned in Romans ten, and then is and then culminating in our baptism. Fantastic answer. I really appreciate you going through that. To go back to the the beginning, just go full circle. So the thief on the cross. To answer the question, sounds like today the thief on the cross didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So like like you said, we can't believe we can't be saved in the same way that he was saved. That's right. It's not an example for how to be saved today. If you want to look at it for an example how to be saved today, look in the book of Acts where we see the Great Commission fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. Well, I'll leave that cliffhanger. Thank you so much, Marcus, and we will see you all next time. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more, go to chapelgrovechurch.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and lets us know how we're doing. Until next time, take care.